Dogs of Warcry is a new podcast from the Mortal Realms, focusing on Warcry, a fast-paced, cinematic skirmish game by Games Workshop. Join us for discussions on gameplay, rules, lore, painting, terrain building, campaigns, and events. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1, Dogs of Warcry. In this first episode, we're going to kick off the new Dogs of Warcry season with some announcements about the podcast, what we've been doing in quarantine, discuss all the cool new stuff for Warcry, and what we have in store for this season. Welcome to the Warband. My name is Josh, and answering the call with me this week is Paven. Hey! How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Great job on the intro. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, give it a good shot. we got lots of practice listening to it. Oh, man. It's, it's so good to hear your voice, Josh. I'm really excited. We got a great show. Yep. I'm looking forward to this new season, too. It's been a long time. Ready to go. Should we just jump into announcements? That'd be great. Okay. All right. First announcement is we're back, baby. Dogs of Warcraft Season 3. Never thought we'd make it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. I know Josh super excited. One bit of sad news is that you may have noticed at this point that we don't have Eric here. Stone Monk Gamer is taking a step back from the Dogs of War Cry. He needs to refocus on some other projects. Um, so we will miss him dearly. Who knows what the future holds? But for now, he is, I, I don't know the right metaphor, left the war band, like on the, dead on the fields of Karngrad. We don't know. He's on his next quest. Yeah, maybe he finished his quest. Yeah. Maybe he's the Varengard now. I don't know. But we have some exciting announcements. Josh has stepped in as into the producer role um, and is going to be editing and making sure the podcast goes out and is of high quality. So thank you, Josh. What are your thoughts? I will be happy to take on that role and I hope everything goes smoothly and we look forward to hearing feedback. Yeah, boy, me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to talk about what of our plans for season three? I sure do. Looking forward to this. So first of all, at this point in time, you know, full season of eight different episodes. But um, as you can tell, Paven and I will be a little bit new to this as leading this particular project. So we don't exactly know when our next episode will be out. We're hoping uh, this editing and producing will go smoothly and then we'll have a better idea when our next episode will be. But we are definitely motivated and looking forward to doing a full season for you. And we also have another Circle of Paint challenge. We have not finished our game from last season, but in the interim, Paven and I are coming up with some ideas for what we're going to do for this season's Circle of Paint, and we will share a little bit more about that later. All right. Oh, I can't wait. I, I wonder what it is. Our next section is our uh, hobby section, so the Forge of Mithraxis. Josh, it's been a long time. What have you been working on? It has been a long time. And fortunately, I have been made some progress on a variety of areas. I am, um, you know, kind of continuing with the Circle of Paint Challenge last season, with the terrain project. I ended up building some elevated structures to set on top of my uh, pillars of pandemonium, halls of pandemonium, and to, to kind of give it a two-level playing field. But I could also use this raised section as a just to raise the board level up so it's more eye level for playing on if you just wanted to play on a single board. So I've got, I've got it all assembled and textured. I just need to paint that, and I'm looking forward to trying that out. Also, is a Ninth Edition 40K was released over the summer, and it inspired my stepson and his Necrons to start putting some more of those together and get into new models. 
So I've been working on my Imperial Knights and, and working out a color scheme and getting some of that on. How about yourself, David? Like you, I also got uh, bit by the 9th edition 40k bug, although I've played no games of 40k. I have painted a, a bunch of uh, new Eldar for my Craft Worlds Force, um, so that was nice. fun. That was a nice diversion, you know, a different kind of style of things. Um, and I also painted one Space Marine, because I was like, eh, can I do Space Marines? I was like, eh, probably not. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they say everybody's got a Space Marine army in, in them, and I think I probably do, but uh, it's quite a commitment. Other than that, slow and steady progress on my Seraphon Warband that I think I mentioned last season. I've gotten, like, four models in as I work them in between projects. That's going pretty well. I actually want to, like, kind of sprint toward the finish here and just finish the last, I think, five or six I have that are all... They all have paint on them, so they're all on the way. And then I repainted my Git of the Match, who I won't I won't mention why he's the Git of the Match, but I did give, give him a fresh coat of paint because he earned it. And, then, and so that was just a regular Goblin Shooter. And then I'm also working on a unit of Spite Revenants for my buddy. We split the Loon Curse box when it came out, so that's, like, a year and a half ago and he's still finishing up his Sylvaneth. Uh, so I decided I'll take some Spite Revenants off him. He's a great painter, just some time to finish some things. So I'm working on those, because once the Loon Curse box is finished, like all of the Gits and all the Sylvaneth, we plan to split the next box we want to split, which is the new Warcry box, which we're both very excited about. But we'll, we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> awesome. All right, so that'll lead into our Path to Glory section. And obviously, during the current pandemic, we haven't really gotten tons of games in or had a campaign or anything like that, but uh, I have managed to get a few games where I try in with my stepson and tried out the Zine Shark and Ice Warband. Had a lot of fun with that, even though I didn't uh, have any models on discs, but they still have a pretty good variety of speed and other things to, to harass the uh, Legion of Death models. And I also got a fun game in with Paven, but I'll let him talk about that a little bit more. Hey, that's me! Um, yeah, it was like I played like my first two tabletop games in about six months uh, a couple weekends ago. I wanted to have a setup that I could feel comfortable and responsible with, given you know current coronavirus. And so I invited Josh over, and we set up a table in my driveway, and then we had like kind of beverage stations six feet on each side of the table, and we played with masks. And I think it was overall very safe, but also very fun. Uh, we played the Ritual, which is always a hoot. And that's the game <laughs> mode where there's one defender trying some arcane or nefarious sorceress event to take place but it's really up to that die six they roll each time you roll, you roll dice after each round and then you have to get 12 points after four rounds which is the the sum of all those dice rolls and you get minus one if your enemy has one fighter and then minus three if you have three fighters but really if you just roll ones and twos you're not going to win no matter what you do we had a great time i think it was a we did a gets versus cypher lords yeah cypher lords rematch uh just a thousand clean thousand points and i'll say a couple more things and I want you to jump in and, and give me your thoughts. But we got the... <laughs> We got to take Gitsville out for a spin. So my losing Warcry board from last season's Circle of Paint. We got to take all that out and play on the kind of these these goblin structures. It was it was super fun, super bloody game, and the, really the best moments were my Arrow Boy. Uh, he both needed crits, and he took out your leader the last three damage, three or four damage, and then he took out another fighter for uh, before dying. And that's what the, that's yeah. what my little my little shooter earned his new new uh, earned his wings. 
slash new code of... <laughs> no, <laughs> first, also, my warband died to the goblin, which doesn't usually happen. Uh, Josh, how, how was it for you? Yeah, no, it was a, it was an awesome game. I thought the setup was very clever in your driveway and the way how you spaced everything. I thought it worked out really well. And Gitsville is an awesome board to play on. The elevations and the, the, the walkways are just so much fun. It added a, a, a whole lot of different uh, dynamics to trying to protect the ritual site. <laughs> and unfortunately, my dice rolls were against me on the, on the ritual summoning. But as you said, I, I had the moral victory and my Cypher Lords managed to get rid of all of the offending gits this time. <laughs> yeah. But it was a blast. It was a great game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I think if I had done nothing that whole game, you still would have lost, given those yeah, uh, yeah. six rolls. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think a couple other cool parts about that game was that we used the Architect of Fate rules from Toma Champions, where it allows one person to set up the battlefield ahead of time, and then the other person can just uh, choose the orientation and the colors for each person on the deployment card to kind of balance it out. And I think it was it was nice to use a sanctioned game mode. I don't know. I like to be in the lines. Yeah. So that was cool. I hadn't done that before. I also want to quickly mention I did play another game against my buddy who I mentioned before. His name is Zach. Played his my Eidneth Deepkin versus his, his Sylvaneth in a very kind of bloody but, you know, cat very casual. This was like his first full game of Warcry. So it was pretty fun. We played that with the same setup outside and with masks and stuff. So that was another good game but that's it that's all i got that's that's my path that's awesome a lot of fun all right we've got new paths forward ahead of us and we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we get to the circle king you want to hit up the visions of madness next sir sure yeah visions of madness and given that it's been about six months since we've had an episode we've had a ton of new war cry news come out um although it did get a little cold there for a while we're like we're i think we're red hot again um, yeah so we're yeah. gonna start with, this is gonna be in roughly chronological order but don't hold me to it so we're gonna start with the luminous Realm Lord group, uh, Age of Sigma Army, but now has rules in Warcry, and these were printed in White Dwarf 454. Josh, what are your thoughts? I thought that was really neat. I mean, we had the Fire Slayers in, in, in White Dwarf, but we hadn't really seen another warband. We saw another quest introduced for one of the warbands. So it was, it was, you know, really nice that we got the Luminate, Luminate Realm Lord rules in White Dwarf to, you know, correspond to the army release. It looks like it's got a great mix of models, you know, some mounted models on foot, ranged, you know, choice of six different heroes, and they're all from the models that are currently available. So obviously, as that faction grows, there'll be another warband or other options coming towards it. But so, and the quest looks interesting, and, and we'll probably go a lot more in depth of that, that particular warband at another time. But looking forward to talking about yeah, uh, I'm definitely pumped. I really like that they quickly release Warcry rules for new armies. Like, I always get excited about every new faction that comes out, but a new a new Age of Sigmar army is like a multi-year commitment for me. But a new Warcry Warband, I'm like, I could do that. So that's always great. These models are really cool. Interesting new pattern for these Realm Lords is that they have a number of hero model models, uh, notably the Sinari Catholar and the Alaris Stone Mage mm-hmm. are... Warband leaders. Usually we've seen hero modders be mercenaries, and then here you can have them actually lead your warband and collect artifacts and these kind of things. And I think that's a right. cool new pattern that I'd like to see explored more, because sometimes you just want to use, you know, some of your cool models to tell a different story with your warband, and you want them, like, more integrated in the center. So I think that's... And uh, I think their quest really lines up with their lore, where a destructive armor artifact from the Spirefall that has escaped, they're trying to hunt it down before disaster. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. appropriate quest. <laughs> okay, keep, keep rocking and rolling. Uh, next, we have 
Cities of Sigma rules in White Dwarf 456. So this is another printing of a brand new warband in a White Dwarf. Josh, what do you think about these guys? You know, I think it's really exciting. I expected it to come. And uh, there were some little snippets and people started to speculate. And they're like, oh, this is Cities of Sigma war cry, warband coming out. And, uh, but, you know, we really didn't have a good feel for what was going to be included in that. And, of course, the teasing and, and uh, you know, some of their leaks on the images indicate that it's for Hammer Hall specifically, which means there's another six Cities of Sigmar Warcry Warband possibilities if they stick to that particular theme and release one for each of the great cities. And that's pretty exciting. I like the models. I think it's a great variety of, you know, again, range models. Um, I think they're all on foot, but they have a mix of elves and Gordon and, and human free guilds. So I think it'd be a lot of fun to put a warband together for that and try it out. Yeah, I agree. I have a lot of nostalgia for the Cities of Sigmar, like in all those older sculpts. And getting rules to play with your toys is always good. I do like that they've only, they haven't made like a Cities of Sigmar warband, but specifically this is Hammer Hall. This is a group from Hammer Hall. And I believe what they're going to do is they are tracking a endless spell that has, you know, run amok and they're trying to capture it. I believe yeah. it is yeah. Cinder Johan, which is a cool name for a rogue <laughs> spell. Uh, yeah, I love, I love Cities of Sigmar. I love uh, any support they get. I, I just hope that this rule support uh, forebodes miniature support in studio support because so far they've only gotten like more rules to support these factions but i know those are a lot quicker to come out right the turnaround for rules is much shorter than for these the gw studio so hopefully they're listening to the community which i think really likes cities of sigmar and they're gonna bring them into a like first first class uh, faction. Yeah, so great. Yeah. Just, yeah. And just for those people who aren't familiar, the other cities that are following that cities of Sigmar are uh, obviously this is Hammer Hall, but we got Amplegard, Tempest Sai, Hallowheart, the Living City, Greywater Fastness, and the Phoenician. So a, a large potential of interesting warbands. Yeah, it, they, they share a model range. So I don't, I wonder how those different cities would kind of specialize i don't know if they would have different mm -hmm. ability sheets but like the same roster or something else but well, it, it, city, I'm glad, yeah but it should have some silver that you think Right, so. and, uh, yeah. and more widows. Or... Yeah, they could have the, yeah, yeah, because the, a good point, because uh, this, the Hammerhall city only has like two of the wood elf models, and there is, you know, six or so yeah. within the Cities of Sigma range. Yeah. Right. So we got more news. We got to work our way through it. I'm going to save the catacomb stuff to last, and I want to jump yeah. to back an issue of White Dwarf to 455, had some Warcry specific house rules. It was in the rules of engagement section in that White Dwarf. And is, are there any house rules they, they just talked about creating house rules like what ones they use how they were fun and i always like to see professional or official endorsement of house ruling so i think it gives a lot of people like myself that like to you know follow the rules license to get outside of that so are there any particular house rules that that spoke to you or you thought were particularly clever that you'd want to use in your games josh yeah uh, there, there was one in particular you know they talked about using terrain elements and incorporating special rules for those or scenarios but the one that uh, that i I thought was really cool is they thought you could have this mini campaign, you know, on the rooftops of Karngrad, you know, somebody's been assassinated and all the war bands are fighting on the roofs overnight to establish dominance. And they said, well, so maybe you have a, a mini campaign of three games and the house rule in this particular case is you would have the weather twist of dusk where the sun is setting, night, and then the last game would, would have dawn where the sun is starting to come up. And so it was just a, you know, a simple house rule saying, hey, we're going to use this specific quest for each of these missions to tell the story. 
occurring overnight, I thought was a great idea. Yeah, that's that's hella evocative. Yeah, fighting all yeah. night. Yeah, great. I like it. I want to do it. If I'm going to pick one out, it's going to be the rule where they drag uh, drag a treasure chest around instead of like picking up a treasure, you drag it ar- around the battlefield. Because um, I think it's a much more elegant implementation of the rule I tried to create. For our, for our Circle of Paint challenge uh, game in Season 1, where I had, you picked up the treasure, you could only move four inches, and that you couldn't teleport for any reason. It, was, it ended up being kind of clunky, but I was there I was there to like you know tell you guys the spirit of the rule. Uh, but this is just like, if you're near it, you can just take a single action to drag it, and then you you and the treasure chest both move die six inches, which I think is a lot cleaner. And I was like, oh, doy. But, you know, that's why I don't quit my day job. <laughs> And they, but they have they have a lot of good stuff in there, uh, so check it out if you're interested in looking at cool house rules. Now for the big news, Josh, if you're ready for it, we had a I'm Warhammer ready. preview online in August, and the new I don't know season, the new box set for Warcry has been announced. Two new warbands, new rules. We're going into the catacombs. Bring me back to sanity, Josh. Tell me about it. Well, we don't have a whole lot of information, but it says the box is going to include the core book, which is awesome you know, for people who don't have the original starter set. But it has brand new set of rules for two warbands, which were, you know, we had previews of, but now we've got the full warbands, and it's going to be fighting in the catacombs and dungeons of the Varen Spire, which just, you know. Anything is possible down there. So I'm really curious to see what the missions and quests are like for that particular area. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, you thought the Varen Spire was bad. Wait till you go to the basement. Right. <laughs> what do they keep in the basement? Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, man, what's not good enough for guests? Yeah, uh, so yeah, we're kicking off like a whole new, I don't know, a new era of Warcry. It does feel like a 2.0. I don't know if we're going to get a new edition of the rules. I don't know like what else is going to be there. But we do know like the contents of the box miniature wise, there's going to be a two new not before release warbands that you talked about the Canaanite Shadowstalkers and the Scions of the Flame and I want to talk about both of those individually and get your thoughts uh, Josh but uh, let me finish my list first as well as a double-sided board one for the catacombs and one for the more traditional kind of war cry I don't know planes of destruction um, yeah. and you get two sets of terrain you get like the kind of the catacomb set which is like the doors and the archways and the lava bridges and then you get a, a selection of kind of above ground terrain as well to supplement your collection so really great value in the box but Josh tell me about tell me, what are your thoughts about these models how do you feel about the Canaanite shadow stalkers uh, you know I you know when we got the preview was it back in was it March or, or April I think it was you know one of the previews where they just showed a few of the models and they looked really cool because you know I don't think anybody was expecting another king associated warband but you know this is a entirely different element you know and they looked fabulous and uh, so now we actually you know got to see what the other models in the range look like and it looks like it's going to be a really fun warband uh, you know probably pretty fast and you know obviously if they're from the Realm of Shadow, they probably have some shadow stealthing teleport techniques or, you know, some other interesting rules. It'd be really cool to see what they can do. What are your thoughts? Yeah, they are very cool. And I think I said this before, that their existence is very exciting because it means that the design space that they're willing to work in for War Cry is broader than just exploring the niches of chaos. And it sounds like we're just mm-hmm. exploring the niches of the moral realms. So that opens it up wide. So yeah. I'm really excited. To, I'm really excited for these guys to come out. They're great sculpts. They're great models. Very dynamic. And I'm also excited to see how what they come out with next. Now the other war band that is in this box 
kind of the other side of uh, what I thought was going to be called the Shadow and Flame box, but it's not true, is the Signs of the Flame. Now, these guys we've known about since the release of Warcry 1.0. They had rules in the original core book released last summer, so like over a year ago, um, but we're now finally getting these, getting our, our grubby hands on these cool models. Uh, tell me about What do you think about the Signs of the Flame? Signs of the Flame are a spectacular range of models. You know, we got a, a preview of them earlier this year, and then we got a little bit more depth information. But, um, you know, we only had a teaser pick and a little small blurb in the original Warcry book. So I know a lot of people have been waiting for these guys to come out. And, you know, they have a great range of really cool-looking champions with flaming weapons, and then, you know, some generic chaos grunts with flaming weapons. You know, it's just, they look great. And I'm really excited to see what they'll, what they'll do on the tabletop. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right, we'll talk more about the next season or the next iteration of Warcry in a little bit. But I think the next thing on our agenda is we want to talk about our Circle of Paint challenge and what we got brewing for this season. Josh? Exactly. As you may know, we have a nice little uh, hobby challenge amongst us, you know, us dogs of Warcry, uh, war bands, you know, during the seasons to keep things spicy. And um, in this particular season, we had already planned to make a war band from scratch and play games with it during that season. And then we'll have our listeners vote which war band they like the most at the end of the season. You know, that can be based on paint jobs or flavor or, you know, how well they did, you know, that That'll be entirely up to you guys. And uh, so Pavin and I would like to stick with that, you know, and I think this is going to be a great opportunity. We're, we're still figuring out which war bands, but at this point, I'm kind of leaning towards doing the Canaanite Shadowstalkers and um, and perhaps playing through the Catacombs Warcry campaign system with Pavin and I, and, and then having that shared with all of you. And, uh, but it'll definitely depend on what Pavin is feeling like playing. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm not debating. I'm definitely playing Scions of the Flame. I've been wanting to play Chaos uh, since Warcry came out, just I didn't have a warband that really spoke to me 100%. And these guys, uh, all great sculpts. I'm very excited to kind of give them a give them my own twist. Although Josh said we're painting up a warband from scratch. I don't know what from scratch necessarily means, but we're definitely going <laughs> to buy pre-made miniatures and assemble and paint. So yeah, well, I think in case you wanted to convert them, or you know, leave oh, the yeah. hobby window yeah. open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't have to go to, like, the miniature farm and, like, you know, milk the miniature cow myself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and, uh, like, this is, you know, this is like, going to be in the traditional tale of, uh, you know, two or four warlords, but instead this is two warbands kind of style. We're going to grow this collection over time. We're going to talk about it. We're going to play games against each other and maybe other people and see how it's going, going on our quests. And so this should be a common thread through the rest of the episodes. And please, if you would like, join us and collect your warband with us. Like, you know, kick us off. You <coughs> So it is a, to dust off an old project or start a brand new project. Tweet at us. Definitely hop in the Discord. We're definitely there. But yeah, I'm really excited. What, I guess, this is the time to talk about it, Josh. Are you doing anything in preparation? Because we can't get our warbands right now, right? If you were to do the Canaanite or Canaanite, and I don't know which one, which pronunciation I've been using, you can't get the, if you're going to do those, you can't get them yet. I certainly can't get the signs of the flame. But are you doing anything to like juice the creative wheels or start on that project? You know, I, I was wondering about that myself today. You're right. You know, we both have to kind of wait until the box comes out sometime in October. We don't know when, but it's coming out in October. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, kind of looking at the, uh, the catacombs release information again you know it's obviously i was thinking like oh yeah you know i had thought about making some birds of lava terrain and now this is a perfect opportunity so so i think at some point i may delve into that i probably won't do it before <coughs> but maybe i'll start working on cutting the boards and figuring out what that layout might look like but uh but that's that's kind of the creative juices that started getting flowing is like having some lava 
underground scenery would be a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Okay, so uh, I wanted to mention we have we I think we've thrown around this October deadline or this October release date. And this is like I'm pretty sure completely unconfirmed. It's just I don't know how you arrived on that date, but I've been. But I think we've been reading the tea leaves, and we know that the War Cry tie-in novel is coming out in October. And so yes. we're just assuming that the novel is coming out with the box game. So Correct. if it doesn't come out in October, don't blame us. We don't know anything. So so that was that. But I think the original question was: Is there? Am I doing anything to get ready? And that is nothing yet. I think I would like to paint up some mercenaries or monsters that are generally aligned with chaos as i get very excited and we're heading you know we can't actually start working so i'm really eyeing the orgroid mermanon um i think that's a great that's a great model a great sculpt and i think it'd be you know i just want one and it would slot right into that warband it would also give me some time to like iterate on color scheme and like basing i do want to continue the baron guard i painted you know in season one um i do want to like iterate on that scheme i want to stay there i like the white and gold with a little bit of purple but i want to maybe tweak it a little bit and i think i want to come up with a new basing scheme because i don't like the how i have like a orange basing kind of like martian basing and i don't think it ties well enough with the model together so i want to iterate on that and this will give me an opportunity to do that before i'm racing to paint a full war band in, in preparation for our first game oh yeah no, definitely yeah i was wondering about the same thing it's like you go with the you want to go with the shadowy basing color scheme or you know go fire lava to fit the, the catacombs bulwark or you know get lots of possibilities yeah. but yeah definitely started the wheels turning all right well at this point we're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back with our victory condition and some listener questions season three is here and we're excited to bring you more dogs of war crime we'll be discussing new war bands the upcoming starter box catacombs our ongoing games and narrative play and keeping you up to date on our circle of paint challenge thank you for the encouragement and we hope you enjoy this episode of dogs of war Cry. Please share your ideas and feedback with us as we travel the eight points together. All right. For our victory condition this episode, we are going to speculate, wish list, expand, guess on what is going to come in Season 2, Warcry 2.0, the things we want to see after Warcry Catacombs comes out. What additional warbands, what additional monsters? If they could do anything, what do you want them to do? So me and Josh are going to go back and forth with our with our great ideas or you know the things we are that get us the most pumped. Uh, just an idea of just a thought process to see how they can expand the world. Uh, I think we're going to try to do eight for eight points, but if we get a bonus one, great. Uh, so Josh, kick us off. What do you want? What do you want first? I think, you know, since it's this catacombs is taking place in the Baron Spire in the basement, I think it would be a really good point for this particular season, you know, for Warcry is to bring in Chaos Dwarfs. You know, a lot of people have talked about the Legion of Escor, and, you know, they talk about it in the Baron Spire, you know, Baron Spire books and the campaign setting. It would be kind of cool to see a warband from them. So that would be neat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chaos Dwarfs are great. Uh, the, the, what, what is, uh, what is the Forge World range? Uh, can you, can you remind me again? Legion of Asgore? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they are. Legion, yeah, Legion uh, yeah, they have some really cool models in that range, and, you know, there already is, like, a Chaos Dwarf in, 
There's two, right, in Warcry? Yep, exactly. So, so yeah, a full, a full Warband would be very cool. All right, uh, next up to me, and I really, Warcry is a great opportunity to kind of explore the really, like, niche parts of the Mortal Realms and really give more kind of detail to the setting. So I don't want to lose that here. So I'm gonna, so I try to focus on Warbands that aren't just, like, it, it, like expansions of existing Age of Sigmar factions that slot right in, but more, you know, uh, smaller feeders in the ecosystem, so to speak. So my first one is... Spell hunt. These are kind of like the new, the new witch hunters, but they're they're an order of mages and kind of like tough guys that come out of the cities of Sigmar, and they're specifically hunting down endless spells that have, that were released by the Necroquake. So these living kind of forces of destruction, they hunt them down and they like bottle them up or dispel them or whatever you gotta do. And I think that'd be a great range. I always love kind of an old down-to-earth kind of human faction, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And I think Spellhunters would fit right in there. So ever since they were, like, mentioned early in Age of Sigmar 2.0, so with, you know, Necroquake, Arcanum Optimar, which I think is post-Necroquake, yep. super magic. Nice. Got, <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it in one. Uh, <laughs> I think Spellhunters have been capturing people's imagination. So I think I'd love to see, like, miniature support there. And, like, you know, you could have, like, a kind of a diverse group. You could have, like, the Professor. You could have, like, you know, the Grizzled Leader. You could have the, mm-hmm. you know, all these archetypes that you you could put into a miniature range, but that wouldn't necessarily be a full fledged army. So oh, that's my, maybe that's a my captured option. endless spell or something like that too would be cool. Yeah, and you could also like work in like maybe there's a, there's ways to make work in rules for endless spells in Warcry. Um, right. Interesting throwback. There were house rules mentioned in that White Dwarf article for endless spells in Warcry. So there's nothing holding you back from doing it right now. Exactly. Okay. Right. My my next idea, you know, is the Varenspire. It invokes a lot of imagination, and I've read all the books related to it just because I kind of caught up in, in Warcry and Varengard and, and all of the, the stories behind the Slaves to Darkness. And, uh, you know, so anything is really possible in the Varen's Fire. And I thought, um, you know, it's, it's kind of alive and always changing, and, and it adjusts its shape depending on who's in it and what they're doing. And I thought that would be a really neat element to introduce into Catacombs is the terrain is, you know, constantly changing somehow, or it Maybe it's it's thwarting players in a way, or but it, but it becomes maybe like a third party, a third warband in a game with with two people. I thought it'd be a really neat element to to add that outside of just chaos beasts. The whole terrain is doing something. Oh, that is a great idea. So like staircases are moving, or spikes are right. coming down, or like the boulder falls. No, I like it a lot, and it, and I think it's very thematically aligned with catacombs. All right, what's your next idea, Pavin? My next idea is a shapeshifter warband. So I don't know whether these are like were bears or were wolves or were, uh, you know, were whatever, were giraffes, but any kind of warband that has like kind of this primal animal connection where they shift from one to the other. And they could even do the thing they do with Marathi where she shifts from a kind of uh, beautiful queen wizard to terrifying snake monster where you could actually switch the models when they go from you know regular mode to beast mode Mm -hmm. Um, i think this kind of druid lane is a little empty right now in the mortal realms it was it was certainly Mm -hmm. filled by kind of the old wood elves kind of the wanderers and the sylvaneth have both kind of uh, vacated that space so maybe this is you know this is a space where a a shape-shifting group can come in maybe they're druidic maybe they're just cursed both are cool ideas yeah Um, and also, maybe they could be a destruction faction. That would be cool. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's Change my that's my next idea. Um, and my next idea is, you know, again, since the uh, catacombs is taking place under the Varen Spire, 
and there's a an abundance of chaos, you know, magic just kind of flowing everywhere. That I think is some introduction of new types of chaos beasts. You know, we've we've had you know trogoths and squigs and night haunt all added to you know for challenge battles as well as just wandering you know as wandering monsters. I think this is a great opportunity to introduce demons or other chaos related uh, wandering monsters. You know, to show up in your dungeon because you're in the basements and and who knows what else is down there. How about you, Payton? What, what are you thinking? <laughs> Okay. Okay. For for my number three idea, and so I know at the beginning of this I said I don't want things that slot in neatly into current Age of Sigmar armies, but I don't think I could get away in good conscience without mentioning the Skaven. Now Skaven have a, a very close place in my heart, especially when it comes to Games Workshop developed small footprint games, because I like many players was a huge fan of Mordheim City of the Dam. And then that starter set, you got, uh, you had Skaven, box of Skaven, and then you had a um, human, I don't even know what the human faction was called, but they, I think it could be from different cities around the Empire, but they were the Empire yep. faction. Um, the and, or Marienburg, and, yep. Yeah, I think I, when I played actually, so now I'm really, I'm really coming up as a casual, but I really, I really had a, a lot of nostalgic feelings for Mordheim and Skaven, especially Skaven Ashen, really are are so cool like rat ninjas there's so much room for new sculpts here they haven't had an eshin sculpt in a very long time i think they had a one specific character in silver tower but really seeing a full war band full of like ninjas and maybe leaning into that that other elements of that aesthetic would be really cool like i don't know maybe there's a samurai uh skaven as well and cool. I, you know i just wanted to give them a shout out i'd love to see them in Warcry, kind of the newest reincarnation of mordheim that would be really dope i agree i agree totally and um so so my last ideas are similar so i'm just going to kind of combine them and they have to do with introducing some new monster types into this next uh, season of Warcry, so to speak. You know, we don't have any rules yet for the Jabber Slife or the Cockatrice. They're both chaos-related, so they'd be great opportunities to come out with rules for those, you know, because we're going to be in the Baron Spire and in the Catacombs. But additionally, I thought it would be really neat to introduce some new monster, you know, some kind of burrowing monster that can, like, pop up on the field so you can't attack it the whole time. It burrows and it comes up. And it would last a lot longer. You know, it would be something kind of like the Tyranid Moloch, where it burrows and attacks and, and uh, add a whole different element to the types of monsters you could use in the game. How about you, Pavin? What are you thinking? Well, I think that's very cool. And I would love to see like a revisit of the monster rules, especially around the challenge battles, because I don't think the challenge battles really were give us the right feeling of a terrifying monster that's going to like eat our whole warband because you can just really gang up on it and just and stab it to death. So I'd love to see what kind of twists or what ways they could balance that. So mm -hmm. monsters could be even more scary and more monsters is better. Yeah. Um, for my last idea here is I just, maybe this isn't a good, this isn't like an idea, but this is just like, I want something like unaligned with existing power structures in the mortal realms, right? We have like, we have Archon and the powers of chaos. We have uh, Nagash who kind of rules pretty much the, the dead unopposed. We have Sigmar and the pantheon of order, but I want to see something that doesn't, that doesn't fit in there in like the neat lines, like who have different masters that we haven't heard about, like expand the universe beyond what we know. Like, I don't know. Other things like in the greater void, I forget what is the is the I don't know the the deep void space or whatever it is for the mortal realms where the seraphon are. 
are there great beasts or entities or long dead gods that live out there and then there's a faction aligned with them? Like, I want to see something, like, real outside or, like, I don't know, a, a hive mind swarm that doesn't, like, a, that doesn't <laughs> worship anything that we know of, that isn't aligned with Gorka Morka or Nagash or anything, that is its own thing, its own scary thing. So, yeah, give me, give me something new. Give me, expand my imagination. Expand the setting. It's not just, I don't know, the gods we know. There are gods we don't know. Tell me about them. Yeah. Yeah, or, or maybe they're neutral. You know, maybe you can play them as destruction, order, chaos, or death. But you know, it's, it's whatever. It's just a neutral faction. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool too. All right. No, and I'm you know we're looking forward to seeing uh, you know if any of these actually come to pass, and if so, how they do. But uh, you know, obviously in uh, in our Immortal Realms Discord or in Twitter, we definitely look forward to hearing what other ideas you have and, and predictions of what might be coming. So please share those with us. That'd be great. And now, uh, this, you know, we're trying out a new section on this particular podcast and kind of threw out there to the, the list, you know, the readers in our Discord channel. And next time I'll try and throw it out on Twitter as well. Wanted to get some questions from, you know, from people who are interested in Warcry and listen to the podcast and, you know, and, and what they would like to hear about. So we've got, uh, five different people who submitted some questions and we're going to kind of tackle them in a, in, as the way we can kind of go. And Caitlin and I will jump back and forth and uh, we'll see what, uh, what we can figure out about these particular questions. First one is from, uh, Koros, Garbrand's daddy. And, uh, he's asking, what's the best way to prep for the new starter set on the way? And, uh, you know, I think we talked a little bit about that. So, you know, is there anything else you would recommend for listeners, Pavin? Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, do your hobby backlog. You know, if there's anything that's hanging out there that's going to like be on your mind, finish those, those projects up. I would also say if you're going to explore one of the warbands in those box, you can probably paint some stuff that is aligned with them. So there's a lot of stuff in Warcry that's aligned with Chaos if you're going to go Science of the Flame. Canaanite Shadowstalkers might be a little trickier, but I imagine they are somewhat aligned with the Daughters of Cain. So if you wanted to paint a couple of those heroes that are in Monsters and Mercenaries, that might be a cool way to do that as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think you could, um, you could put together, you know, kind of a, a dashboard of ideas to, you know, figure out, grab some images from you know, like we'll say Game of Night Shadow Stalkers. I'll, I'll probably read up on what what all goes all goes like the Realm of Shadow. You know, kind of pick out whatever details and information I can get about that. Look at the you know different pictures and artwork you know that might inspire ideas for painting you know schemes. You know, you, know, you could kind of tackle some of that stuff ahead of time so that when you get the models, a little bit more ready to get into the painting process or, or conversions or whatever you might do. The, the next part of uh, the question from Koros is, what does the game need more of to make for an even more varied experience? Well, I, th- I think Catacombs is going to introduce some unique you know, challenges because it's underground dungeons. And, and of course, we have some mechanics around lava and other things like that. But I also think that the, the White Four you know, Rules of Engagement article introduced a lot of interesting ways to have home rules for your game and, and how to tweak the, the rules a little bit to tell a story or how to add terrain elements or, or even create a new stat line for a, a bloodthirster model that you want to include as a challenge. So I think we've talked a little bit about that, in the end, but did you have any other ideas to add about that, Peyton? Not really. No, you got it. All right. Awesome. So uh, Koros's next point or question is, we see a Shadow Elf Warband. What else is around the corner? And, uh, you know, I think our, our ideas that we shared about catacombs and what might be coming out cover what we think might be around the corner. Yeah, uh, it's your last I, segment. 
Yeah. I, although I will throw out there, I think if you wanted to make like actual predictions, I think there's a lot of stuff that is in Rumor Engine that is likely a warband. I think there's a lot of shots of what we think is ghoul related stuff that mm-hmm. we imagine is a Warcry warband. So yeah. they already have an Underworlds warband. So that would that would be my guess. But who knows? I'm very excited to see. Yeah, and obviously the the other Cities of Sigmar warbands should be coming out, theoretically. Whether they all come out this next year or not, we don't know. But supposedly, six more of those if they keep in the same line. And, I, you know, I think what would be really cool is to see a Kurnothi warband or Kurnoth-associated warband for the Sylvanath side. That would be a neat addition. So there's lots of opportunities, like, you know... They keep creating from new content, but I think we've got the possibilities are endless. And kind of related to that, uh, he he asks, you know, do we think this is Warcry Season 2 or 2.0, and are we going to see new mechanics? And I think Pavin and I have touched on that a little bit in terms of it will introduce some new rules for catacombs, and uh, I think it has a different way of playing a quest. Uh, they, They don't really talk about it a whole lot, but it... There's some allusions to it. So I definitely think we'll have some terrain elements like lava that'll be introduced and, and some different ways to play a campaign or a quest. Because I say it's kind of a combination of Warcry and Warhammer Quest. So it'd be really interesting to see what that is. Yeah, I, I think this is a really great question. It got me to think. You know, we've talked about this is Warcry Season 2 or 2.0. I don't, I could be wrong here. Who knows what's in that box? But I don't think this is like a new edition of the game. I think this is like an expansion of a. Of of Warcry. So we're going to, it's yeah. like, it feels like 2.0 when it comes to like miniature releases and like where we are going to be as far as like if 1.0 was like the Bloodwind spoil, we're going to go somewhere else now. But I don't think we're actually going to see a new edition of it. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And uh, I think because it also says that the box is going to include the core rule book. So that, that infers to me that, you know, there's, there's they're not changing the rules that they're using the same rule book. But add, like you said, adding additional elements to how you can play using the same rule set. Yeah, like you said, we'll have to wait and see for sure. All right, our, our next listener, uh, Severe Elon, uh, had a question about ways for gamers to expand the game on their own. New rules, custom warbands, artifacts, etc. I think uh, it's a great question. It's timely because uh, White Floor 455, with the rules of engagement, introduced a lot of different ways to do that, uh, including you know coming up with new monsters, using terrain elements telling the story using certain twists or scenarios, uh, tell the story how you want, you know, what kind of campaign element you've got going on. So I definitely suggest reading that article because it's got a lot of really neat ideas and it'll just kind of foster additional ideas of your own. Yeah. Any other ideas to add to that, Peyton? Yeah. One thing I really enjoyed that we did, and I'm excited to do that again this season is, and something we've talked about is designing one person designs a scenario for everybody to play. So there's like one DM, even though he's going to like pilot a war band that sets everything up and thinks about the thematic experience they're trying to create and, you know, can do whatever they want with the rules and then playing that game. And I think I yeah. really enjoyed doing that for our Circle of Paint Challenge in Season 1 with the Varengard and the Treasure. It also gave me a way of coming up with like rewards for that scenario. So like the mm-hmm. command trait or the... I think I gave Eric a couple of artifacts off of that that were, you know, a little bit broken but fun. Exactly. And so I think <laughs> I think that's a great way to do it. And it like... I don't know. It takes like the negotiation out of it. So you're like, oh, I want a house rule this. What do you think? And instead it's like, okay... I'm going to cede all control to this person that's going to try to create a fun game for everybody involved. Right. And then trying it out and seeing how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that actually just uh, prompted another thought I had is that um, another way to expand the game or to create some unique events. You know, and like we came up with a, 
a Plague Wind event, the Dream of Plague event to try out at the beginning of a Season 2 campaign in, in the Madison area. And I think you can create unique events like that where you're playing together with other people. Uh, it's just a spontaneous event, or maybe it's a planned event based on the campaign and how everybody's, you know, maybe it's map-based campaign and it all takes place in one location. But coming up with something unique where it's like a one-time thing where everybody gets to try something new and exciting is a great way to kind of spice things up and, and you know, try out some new rules that you might want to incorporate later. Our next listener, Darth Ab, had a few more questions for us. He's, uh, first question is, how will the lore expand on the catacombs of the Varen Spire? It's a great question. I've got that same question. And I haven't seen any, any leaks or any other information about that yet. How about you, Pagan? Yeah, we can only speculate, but I think that's what he's asking. Yeah. I yeah. would, I would speculate that we don't advance the Age of Sigmar plot forward in Warcry Catacombs, because currently the, the actions in the eight points is between the, the forces of Catacorse and Archaeon. Uh, those currently armies clashing in the stalemate they have in the eight points i don't think that'll be expanded i'm really excited to hear like what is under there are there secret packs or factions like mm-hmm. you know vying for yeah. power are there things that archeon doesn't even know about that are like eating at his the foundations of his power yeah, yeah. i don't yeah. know i imagine we'll just hear about a bunch of people fighting down there pointlessly like we how, like how we do in the in war cry <laughs> yeah or maybe this is the the, the warbands who were accepted to continue to fight for the parents fire to be part of the Baron Guard or something. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting to see. Yeah. Right. And, um, and uh, so his next question is, will we be seeing the second wave war bands in Tome of Champions 2020? Um, and that's a good question. Uh, we don't yet have a precedent for how the war bands in White Dwarf are going to be handled. Uh, we do, in other game systems, they often incorporate it in a kind of a rule book at the end of the year so you can have it all together without needing all the White Force. So I, think- I suspect... They would do that for Warcry as well, incorporate the, the Warbands from White Dwarf into for Tome Champions 2020. I think he's uh, asking, when he says second wave, like all the Warbands that came out in that next release of card pack. So Sylvaneth, Skaven, Warriors of Chaos, all of those. If those gotcha. will also be in Tome of Champions. And I, it seems like a lot, but I think yes. I don't think they're going to reprint the cards forever. I think they're going right. to. So I think those. I think mean, I think the white dwarf ones will definitely be in there as well. I think you're 100 yeah. percent right. They don't want to force yeah, people to pick, like search for old editions white of white dwarf in order to right. get their rules for the the warband they want to play. I'm hoping yeah. one day, maybe this doesn't make sense because the alignment isn't as well, is that they put Warcry rules in the new battle tomes as well. Okay. Like that's so like that's rules. that's okay. your way in. Um, like it, maybe in addition to or replacement for is it Path to Glory? Is it Path to mm-hmm. Glory? Like the small the small Age yep. of Sigmar game rules? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think Warcry is even like a better building block. Because it's like the the least amount of models in a faction in order to grow into a full yeah. army. Um, yeah, and I think Warcry is the stepping stone to Path to Glory, and then that's a stepping stone to larger Age of Sigmar. So, but yeah, it'll be a, a neat addition to the the battle tomes. That way, everybody has all the rules for that faction in one place. All right. So, uh, Darth Alec asks, "Here's a speculative one: Why were the Flame Boys so delayed, as they were known in the core book over a year ago?" Catacomb was meant to replace the starter that sold out instantly, or maybe never planned to have the war bands it did. And, uh, you know, we could go conspiracy theory all over the place in this one. But I think last season we actually talked about how we thought there'd be a new starter box 
And we speculated that the signs of the flame would probably be me in a new starter box. And, and I think we had speculated at that time that the Spire Tyrants and they would be together. And then Spire Tyrants came out earlier in the year. So, you know, whether it was intended to be delayed this much, probably not. I think, you know, definitely the, the pandemic has affected a lot of companies and game systems and deliveries. But obviously they've got a new starter box two new warbands, and that takes a lot of planning. So it's potentially, it was a planned event, or perhaps they decided to change up the warbands that are included. Uh, I don't know what you think. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think the speculation is probably, like, we're probably going to be way wrong, because we don't know, like, what internally is happening at Games Workshop. Could be anything. But I'm going to speculate anyway. I don't think putting the Spire, ti- or putting the Signs of the Flame into that new box was, uh, coronavirus-related. Um, I don't, I think that takes too long to be that reactive. Um, although I think we might have gotten this box earlier otherwise. My guess is that they didn't expect the the signs of the flame to be in like to come out a, over a year later. I think the core edition box sold out faster than they thought, and they had to plan and figure out what should be in the next. And they already had the elves planned for the next round of warband releases. So they decided to pair those with the spire tyrants and create this catacombs product and add some new terrain to it, but not all new terrain to it because I don't think they had enough time to do that much new stuff. Um, so that's, that's my guess. It's more of like the popularity of Warcry caused some timelines to shift. And they moved Signs of the Flame out from being a single warband release to be paired with the Spire Tyrant to being what is in this the new starter box. So they needed a new starter box. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, maybe maybe they had already planned to have a new starter box roughly one year from the original release. Mm-hmm. And they got delayed. Or, or maybe not, yeah. But like you said, we really don't know. But I'm excited. Yeah, but who, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Happy to get him though. Uh, his last question is: Do we expect new terrain kits with catacombs as well for more underground mayhem? You know, that's a great question. Obviously, the box comes with some doorways and bridges, you know, and then some additional terrain for the normal Warcry side. And whether they plan to release additional underground elements, you know, uh, I would, you know, it depends on the rule set and what their what kind of campaigns and quests they have. But I think it would be really neat to see some of the, even the Underworld's terrain released again as Warcry-related, or you can use some of that terrain, you know, to add uh, some flavor to your your Warcry boards underground. That would work really well. Or some sort of maze systems or walls would be kind of cool. Yeah. I really like the Ravaged Land sets as products. I think they're really slick. I don't, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if we'll just see like a repackage of what is in the starter set, or we'll see new, brand new terrain, or we'll see like repackages of like other Age of Sigmar kits that can be used in cool new ways. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what they did with the like Awakened, Awakened Wildwoods out of the Sylvaneth range, just moving that into its own, um, its own product. Yeah. So, yeah do I expect new crane, terrain kits with catacombs? Probably not brand new miniature sculpts, but I do expect new terrain prod. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. All right, so we'll go to our next listener's questions. And uh, Gloomraka Fonbis Travis has asked, what other warbands would be good for White Dwarf? And um, I think my initial uh, response to this would be the other six Cities of Sigmar warbands, I think, since they did one, it makes sense to release the others in White Dwarfs as well. Do you have any particular warbands or factions you think would work well? Josh, I have a question for you. Are right. we missing any... Are there any factions in Age of Sigmar that don't have corresponding Warcry warbands? Um, I think... 
I'm on the GW website right now. And I think the answer yeah, to that uh, is no so right now. Soul Blight? Mm-hmm. But they're, they're a legion of Nagash, right? Like, they no, fall under that paradigm. Yes. There are no vampires at all yet. There are no vampires, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I guess you could break apart. But, but no, like, army book factions, I guess. Correct. No, I think... Trying to see, we've got um, everything. I mean, you could break down Skaven into individuals, like Eshin. Yeah. Oh, you, you could make it more unique uh, flavors. Okay. But no, I think we've got all the major factions. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, it's hard. Yeah, we could. They could do. They could do like smaller kind of old allegiance uh, generals handbook allegiance ability factions into into Warcry Warbands. That could be cool. I think mm-hmm. we will get when the Sons of Biamat come out with the Mega Gargants. Those will. I think those will get White Dwarf rules for like a special scenario where like three boar bands are trying to bring down a, a giant gargant. That would be yeah. cool. Um, yeah, it's challenge battle. Yeah. yeah, but otherwise, I don't. I don't have like another other good like warbands that need it in White Dwarf. I guess besides Cities of Sigmar is another very niche thing. But it would be nice that if every new Age of Sigmar release gets Warcry rules quickly, which is it seems maybe the way they're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, no, the other, I think I would like to see the the other Cities of Sigmars, you know, and some of the ones we talked about in terms of speculation. But also some sort of soul blight vampire specific warband would be really cool. Yes. Yeah. Everybody wants the vampires. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whether I would want like an Age of Sigmar vampire reboot first before a Warcry reboot. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's a but good yeah. Question. Yeah. But like lesser vampires are a classic Mordheim staple. So uh, oh, yeah. yeah, give it to us. And, and Death is going to need a warband release. So that's that's a great way to go. So, all right. And uh, our our last uh, set of questions come from Neil. Um, he asks, what do you think might be in store for warbands from the realms that aren't chaos? So this is a fairly generic question. And I think um, I'm not exactly sure it means what's in store for warbands. And I, you know, I don't know if he wants additional warbands that aren't chaos, like the Canaanite Shadowstalkers. You know, we've got um, there are other factions in the realm of shadow that we are, don't know a whole lot about. So it would be really cool to see warbands from them. I think we'll see some more Cities of Sigmar warbands, and, you know, maybe we'll see Karnathi, but that may or not may be in order. It could be Destruction. You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I hope, I think, you know, we've already speculated a lot in this episode, but I hope we see, I hope, I, I really like it when they align a warband with a realm, like give it a place, like they did with all the Chaos warbands, and I think the Canine Shadowstalkers are going to be explicitly from Ulgu. So I hope they continue to do that for the non-chaos miniature releases they do for warbands, just to like mm-hmm. give us something new. Like, what do Iron Jaws from, or like, well, maybe not specifically Iron, but what do orcs from Hish look like? Like, are they enlightened orcs? That could be cool to explore. Yeah. Um, right. But continue to ground everything in places, and then give us like new twists. So I I hope yeah. that's in store for the warbands. Yeah, I I, I, I keep Eric's, like, I keep, I think uh, I get asked what my prediction is, and I give you what I hope it is. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what we have to work with, right? (laughs) And, uh, you know, I I think, you know, the Cities of Sigmar armies that are out there are all from two realms. They're from Gairan and Akshi. So it would be, I think it would be interesting to see some Cities of Sigmar rule sets or combinations from different realms, you know, like you said, leading to realm-specific combinations. You know, we could make those own rules, you know, combine cards or whatever, but it would be neat to see what that perspective is. And uh, uh, Neil's last question, 
is what allies would you like to see in a Tome of Champions 2020? And, um, you know, so I think I'll probably expand this to allies or monsters. And uh, as I mentioned before, I think it'd be really neat to see the Jabberslide and the Cockatrice. Um, in terms of allies, I think, you know, definitely some of the Lumineth heroes should, uh, you know, they look like they're leaders of the Warband for Lumineth, but hopefully some of them could also be allies for other Order factions. But uh, I don't know what else you might think might be good uh, allies from Tome of Champions. Yeah, I mean, they all of, like, the allies, um, the original group of allies came from the alignment with the original nine non-Chaos Warbands and then a bunch of stuff from Chaos. So there, we never got, like, kind of the allies associated with Sylvaneth or the allies associated with Fire Slayers. And so that just feels mm-hmm. like a gap that we can make up pretty quickly. Just, yeah. like, let us, you know, let people play with all their toys. Like, if they have, if they really want to start collecting Fire Slayers, they should be able to use all the Fire Slayer heroes as allies, like... Um, that would be that would be great. I don't know if there's a specific model I really want to see in Toma Champions. I'm really racking my brain for like miniatures that I own that I really want to see because actually all the Age of Sigmar armies I have have had original Warcry support. Now I'm just looking at my shelves. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just I kind of they've leaned in the direction of like just letting people play with their their Age of Sigmar miniatures and Warcry, and I think they should just go all the way with it since they're already most of the way there, and just give us rules yeah. for all the stuff and just yeah. allow it, just allow it to throw it in our games and like tell our own stories and you know add them in like if we want uh, you know a Stormcast war band with all Sylvaneth allies like yeah let's let's rock and roll. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, I think that kind of wraps up all the questions we had this time. But, obviously, uh, we'll, we'll send out the invite next time for you to all submit questions. So you can get any uh, questions in here for our thoughts. Or if you have thoughts on any of these uh, questions and answers, feel free to share those, too, on our Discord. or on- Well, that bring- that's our show. Josh, how do you feel like it went? I feel like it's a great Season 1 episode. Ready yeah, to rock I- and roll. Yeah, I think we did a pretty good job, all things considering. Um so thank you so much for everyone for listening. We're happy to be back. I want to plug the Discord one more time. It's uh, themortalrealms.com slash Discord if you want to join us. That's where we ask questions. It's also where we, we chat hobby, Age of Sigmar, Warcry, other games. It's also where I'm going to post all of my pictures for the stuff we talked about today. Me and Josh's game, I took a lot of pictures, some of my painting progress. I'm going to drop those in the Discord, in the hobby section, when this episode drops. Um, yeah, come and hang out. I don't know if there's anything else I want to say. Josh, you have any final words? No, I think I am. Yeah, we're welcome to everybody else. I'm glad you're back, and we're back. And hopefully uh, we'll share a lot of ideas and, and uh, motivate each other to have another great season of Warcraft. It's time to put a muzzle on this episode. If it was a good, good dog, support the show with a positive review on iTunes, sharing it with friends, joining us for hobby discussions at themotorrealms.com forward slash discord, or leave a tip at themotorrealms.com forward slash Patreon. More content is available at themotorrealms.com and on Twitter at Dogs of Warcry. Warcry.